podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Might not be your fault, lads, eh? I'll just have to make sure he doesn't fucking happen again, because I fucking, I'll tell you now, I'm fucking more determined than ever. Look at you now. I'll have a chat with all of you next week, before you start flying off to fucking Mallorca and all these other places, eh? We'll have a chat about the fucking game, about your game, last few months, last few weeks. Fucking character. Fucking hell. And I look at your contribution, some of you. No wonder he's thrown a fucking bottle at fucking floor, tongue, eh? It's waited fucking nine months for that. A bit of fucking aggression. Fucking hell. You blame everything. Blame me, blame fucking pitch, ref, system, tactics. You want to have a look at your fucking self, some of your fucking mirror. So please your fucking selves what you're doing next few days, all right? Get pissed if you want, go out to nightclubs, take your missus out, shag her on, fucking car seat, anything you want. Because there's some of you lot that could have done fucking better and we should have been up there. And you're fucking all so around, you're happy. You're fucking be off flying away next fucking week. It doesn't hurt you. You're fucking picking a wage up. That's a lot of bollocks. You've got to fucking die to get three points. Fucking telling you. Because it's hard, it takes some fucking bollocks to fucking say, right, we're not fucking moving. That line's there and we're fucking stopping. And you pick your fucking man up. And if it's the spare man, I take the fucking blame. Yeah, I fucking die for you lot. Fucking die for you. Fucking hell fire. Look at the fucking games we've tossed away. You've all got to want to be a fucking team. Atmosphere, intimidation, everything. Let's fucking get leathered in, but properly, and let's play when we've got it and fucking believe. And I think we've got a fucking chance. We've all got to be like that on fucking Monty's chest, haven't we? A fucking rash. <laughs> all right, Come on, let's boys. go. Come on, let's go. For the all of you. Hey, but look to anchor as well. Come on, man. Take the positives out of that. Welcome back to Footballers. This week, we have Mets and Paul here to discuss a special topic, uh, one that's near and dear to my heart, the toxicity of foot, how it got to where it is, and where do we go from here? How did we get here? And what can we learn from it? Uh, Matt, good to have you back. We missed you last week. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me back. And I must say that that episode you two did without me was stellar it was funny it was weirdly motivational we've had great feedback on it and well done for paul for airing a bit of dirty laundry in a, an informative and humorous way uh, it was really entertaining and you know it's nice to talk about something other than ultimate team every now and then that was a, a good insight into the paul we know today so good stuff indeed but you mentioned foot have you been playing foot no i haven't played since the last podcast we all did together um, so that'd be about three weeks ago. And it's not mm. due to any um, hate for the game or anything like that. It was just, I intended to take a break after we did the sort of last podcast of the season anyway. And then since doing that, I've just got very wrapped up in this renovation I'm doing at home. So the motivation or even the time to go and play games for a few hours just hasn't been there. So in that interim period, I did pack uh, Shapeshifters CR7. I'm a player pit pack, so I, I really should <laughs> try and use that before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm eyeing up Marcus Rashford to to go with him. So at some point I will hop back on, but I don't see myself grinding weekend league or anything like that. I'll just play a few games of rivals in the week and, and see where that takes me. Okay, that's fair. Paul, how much foot have you played the last week and a half? 
Um, I've been I've been off work, so I've probably played as much as normal. Um, but I feel like I've been really busy doing other stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been playing, enjoying it. Um, I broke my toe yesterday, so I'm a bit I'm a bit wobbly on my feet. Um, how'd you do that? I went back to jujitsu. I haven't been for about two years, and I went back last night and every bit of me is aching right now but my toe more than the rest of me did they put you in a, in a toe hold they're trying to make you tap out by twisting your toe no it's the mats are like a rubberized foam mat thing and it just got stuck on the mat and i turned and my toe didn't so Ouch. so i've got a black mm. toe Ooh, awesome let's talk about before we get into this the main meat and potatoes of this podcast, kind of like last week, let's touch on some, some current events. Um, something that really kind of hit me off guard, something we're not used to seeing. And yes, everybody knows it's fucking July. You don't need to remind us what month it is. Even though everybody always feels like they need to, we got a freaking massive gameplay patch. Just went to consoles last night or this morning, depending on where you're at. Um, today being Thursday noon. And, um, I don't know what to say, Matt. This is, um, have we ever seen anything like this? This amount of change at this point of the game? I mean, what, what do we have? Eight, nine weeks left before 23 comes out? What do you think about it? It does seem strange timing to be putting out significant gameplay changes when the game is about to, to end its cycle. Uh, and I do wonder if the capacity that they have by not working on a new game demo because I understand that they're not releasing a demo for this uh, year's new game is, is giving them um, a bit more emphasis to just neating out some of the, the little things in the game that they're not happy with to perhaps test things ahead of the new game. But yeah, this, this does seem weird. I'm not saying it's going to dramatically change the gameplay experience, but there's going to be one or two things in there that, require some new mastery from players such as the new skill move and if people want to try and get into uh, low driven shots this late in the game then okay um, that used to be a staple of my game a few years ago and in the last few years that it's just been con- completely replaced by timed finishing instead so I wonder if they're trying to move away from that and get back into these low driven shots instead perhaps I'm, I'm not sure but Anything that gives people more variety to score is good. So um, I'm not against it in any way. But as you say, it was just such a, a massive surprise in a positive way. There's, there's nothing negative to take from this. The, the fact that they're prepared to work on their game right until the end is good. But it would have been nice to see some of these changes a bit earlier on and more people could uh, enjoy them, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like I said, I'm always going to be for updating the game if it makes it better. Um, the fact that it came this late though, of course I'm, I'm a cynic. Everybody knows I'm a cynic by nature. I think that this personal opinion, this only to me just screams that 23 is going to be more of a reskin than anything else, because why test all these new things this late in a game when you could have been doing these changes much earlier? A lot of these issues that, w- that they made updates to, we knew about a long time ago and they just ignored it. All of a sudden, we care about it. And we want to make it better when people are starting to, you know, not play the game as much. Um, Paul, wh- what's your take on it? 
I, I like it. I think, you know, if they're changing things, making easier, not necessarily easier, different ways to score, better ways to score, and just improving the game, it's it's not a bad thing for me. But I think, you know, we're at a time of the game where a lot of people are, are falling off. There's less people playing the game, and I just think it's something that, will bring people back into the game. People will think, oh, you know, they've they've made a few changes, I'll give it a go. And whatever they try to improve the game, I'm not going to criticise that. It's it's good. And the the changes that they are making seem good. You know, as Matt said, like the, the low drivens, low drivens were great. Um, even last year, I think, some of the low drivens were all right. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's all good from my in my eyes. Yeah, and to the point that I made a while ago about being a cynic and doing it so late, I do want to mention that uh, I did listen to a podcast that Paul recommended me listen to. Foot Weekly interviewed the gameplay producer, and he explained why it was so late. And it, it kind of makes sense. They said that they preferred to do an update all at one time and have one big update instead of doing it incrementally. And they did say that before the title released this year, before 22 was released, that they would do fewer updates in larger capacity. So at least they're consistent with what they're saying, which is a good thing. Paul, I know you're excited about the knuckleballs. Yeah, that's all I'm going to, as soon as this patch happens, like I don't care if my skill rating goes down, I'm just going to try and score as many knuckleballs as I can until I get bored. Cause I think it'll be fun. Maybe it won't be. Maybe I'll score a few knuckleballs. and think, Oh, that's shit. And I'll not do it again. But, you know, it's just a bit of fun. Just something new to try in it. You know, we've been playing this game all year and these are just new things that might improve the game. They might not. Let's see. Give it a go. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah. And to do those knuckleballs, it seems to be really easy. All you have to do is create a little bit of space with a, like a heavy touch, the way they describe it, and just do a normal power shot, just regular shoot button with a little bit of extra power on it. And um, supposedly it doesn't impact the accuracy, but it changes the trajectory. So uh, if the goalkeeper's off his line, you should get more of a, more of a chance to score a goal from a knuckleball. So we'll see. I'm going to try that one too. It looks, uh, looks just like I said, different way to play the game, which is what we all really want in the end, just to enjoy it. About enjoying the game. Let's, this kind of segues us nicely into the, why a lot of people hate the game segment. Matt, talk to me about this community. It's like a herd community. You know, I was talking to you guys in DMs about this. Is, is it every community that is like this or is it just specific to FIFA with the amount of toxicity that you have? And, and I say herd like, because they seem to just do whatever's popular at the time. Like you're starting to see a whole bunch of people like streamers, influential people playing fall guys again, which was popular last year when they stopped playing FIFA. There's just so much better things to do. I think in gaming than to play fucking fall guys. Why is this community this way, Matt? Why do they just follow the masses instead of trying to do what they enjoy? Okay. So or am I just on an island? No, you're not on an island, but you have to go deeper and much further back to get an understanding of how we've gotten to, to where we are at the moment, where the community is perhaps the worst aspect of playing this game year on year, not the problems with the game itself. Uh, and the community perhaps stunts progress in, in, in some respects. but. I think a lot of it, there's two main things where I think a lot of the bad behavior or toxic behavior comes from. 
One, you're going to get this in any kind of competitive environment to a point, particularly with games. I go back as far as the original competitive video game from my childhood, which was Street Fighter 2. People were talking shit to each other in arcades all over the world, generally driven by their ego because it was an extension of their ability to fight in real life that they thought, I can beat whoever I want to on this game. But in reality, there'd be always some nerd who'd put more hours in and would end up dominating every arcade in the country. Everyone had their their arcade that had a go-to Street Fighter 2 legend you couldn't beat. And it's happened in every competitive game since then. The communities gather around and basically crumble when a certain amount of the player base get to a point where they think that they should be better than everybody else. And and once they get found out or repeatedly get found out, you, you start to see these negative behaviours, like the sort of messages that we talk about on the podcast that we get when people get upset that they've lost the game or you're playing a certain way, etc. Et the other thing is is ego. And everyone thinks that they're the best at this game or they know better. And so many obviously don't. There's such a, a small fraction of the player base that are truly exceptional at this game. Everyone else is just making up the numbers. And I you know, might even include us and in that's sometimes, but at least we have experience on our side to, to make up for any shortfall in world-class video gaming ability or anything like that. But yeah, I find it very similar to, and maybe Paul will back me up on this, is if you ever go to the pub to watch football, there's always some loudmouth dickhead who thinks that they know more about football than everyone else and saying, oh, we should have done this or that manager should have signed this player. And it's just like, you're full of shit, mate. Just shut the fuck up. And But it's, I don't go to the pub to watch football anymore because of people like that because I get too wound up by it. It's the same thing with FIFA, Ultimate Team in particular, and, and lots of other competitive video games. The people who think they're better than everyone else, once they get found out, they turn it into a cesspit. And that's generally where we are today. And this cesspit's been growing year on year now since FIFA 09, as far as Ultimate Team's concerned. So there's a lot of people who've come and gone since then, but a few people who stick around year on year and get more and more upset when they can't achieve what they think they should be achieving, basically. Yeah, I think, you know, I think wherever people can hide behind a username or hide behind a, a screen, people get a little bit above the station and get a little bit loud and toxic and say things that they would never dream of saying in in public. Um, and I think that mixed with the competitive side of it and how angry the game can get you sometimes is just a lethal combination. And that's why we see some of these absolutely horrific messages that you receive um, in chat because people are angry and there's no comeback on them. If they say, hope your mum dies of cancer, like, I don't know who that is. I can't, you know, I'm not going to ring the mum and say, listen, sort your 12 year old child out is just, you know, sending these DMs. Um, and, it, you know, we see on Twitter all the time people with, you know, fake accounts or whatever piping up saying all sorts of nonsense uh, because there's there's no comeback on them. 
And, you know, I'm sure we've all been guilty of something similar as ourselves at times, you know. Um, but it grows and, and, and because there's no comeback, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, 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 you know, the game does get you angry at times when you're playing weekend league. Sometimes some bullshit happens. You think it's only happening to you. The game's scripted. It's all going against you and you fail to get the rewards that you, you thought you were entitled to. So you're absolutely raging. Um, and I think the sooner people just sort of play to have a bit of fun and don't really give a crap about rewards, the easier it gets. You know, I've spent hours and hours and hours being angry as fuck about this game, like real angry. Um, and it doesn't just affect you in the game, it affects you in your day-to-day life. You go, you leave playing, you're angry, so you go downstairs to sit with a family and they're like, what's wrong with you? Somebody just died. You say, no, no, I just lost 3-2 to a 12-year-old. And, <laughs> you, you know, your girlfriend looks at you like, what? And, you know, and you say that and you're like, fucking hell, I'm a, I'm a grown man who's fucking crying at a video game here. Um, have a word with yourself, so I, I'm, I take it a lot more a lot less seriously now than I used to do because it can send you down that path if you're not careful. And if you're a young kid who isn't as aware, it will take you down that path, I'm sure. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like it's the the constant barrage of messages you get. I mean, we've all, we've all gotten them. We talk about it all the time. We have the hate mail segment. But some of these messages get sent to people who are maybe younger, more impressionable than others and take this shit to heart, which I mean, I don't know. We grew up in a different time, so we can't really relate to that as kids. We didn't have to deal with that. Um, When we got bullied, it was to your face, right? So you either fought about it or you didn't say anything. Now you can pretty much be whoever the fuck you want to be on the internet with complete anonymity, basically, and just be a complete dickhead with no repercussions. Um, I think that drives a lot of it. Uh, I also think that other games like shooters and Battlefield and Fortnite and stuff like that, you still get tons of XP and you get lots of things that you achieve in the game, even if you do lose. And it's so easy just to start up another one and go and play another game. Whereas in Weekend League, if you drop a game in Weekend League, that's meaningful towards your campaign, like you said, Paul. And I think it just sticks with you more. And um, I think people really just need to to take a step back and realize that it's a fucking video game. You know, stop taking this shit so serious. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I get, I still get mad when I play FIFA. You ever seen that quote from Ninja who was talking to someone in his chat who was like saying, anyone who says, oh, it's just the game has a weak mindset, basically. He, he was really flippant about it. And that's the kind of mindset that a lot of people find themselves in it is more than just a video game to some people some people this is their only competitive outlet so when it when they lose it feels worse than just losing in the video game particularly when you've invested a lot of time in it like paul was saying you're dedicating your weekends to it, which you should be spending time with your families or your significant other or your, your kids or just doing something else like it's the summer why are we playing weekend league Etc. Etc. So it it goes a little bit deeper than it's just a video game because the game asks so much from people, and that heightens emotion both positively and negatively as well. 
I, I think as well, because this game always has your, your feeling like, and this is me and I've got a lot of coins, has your feeling like you're always falling behind. You're always not quite got the team you feel like you need to get the next level or you need, you know. So you feel like that loss uh, and you've missed out on a three-team of the season pack from your weekend league rewards. You feel like that's massively significant, especially, like you say, at the end of a weekend when you've played 20 games and you've missed out on that, you think, fucking hell, I've just wasted 20 games and I get two shit reds. And I've just had a guy who's just scored 17 rebound goals in quick succession. It, you know, it's just like a, almost like a perfect storm of toxicity. It is. It, it is it, it, you know, and, and it's that same emotion as well that drives you to go buy FIFA points. You've not got those rewards on a weekend. And I, maybe this is why they just keep it to a weekend when there's lightning rounds. Um, you've missed out. You're like, fucking, I need to upgrade my team. So you go spend 50 quid on some FIFA points and, and, and think that's the answer. But it's not. Let me tell you, I've probably played 300 weekend leagues where they've, they've all been the same. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what team you use, you still end up with that that feeling, yep. if you go into it with that mindset, um, you know, unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna be the next Tom Lee's, you know, chill, enjoy it, and I think if you're enjoying it, you'll play good FIFA anyway. Um, but you know, that's my opinion. I'm shit at FIFA, so don't take any advice on how to be good at FIFA from me. Yeah, but you enjoy the game. You seem to you seem to enjoy it even when you lose. Like I've seen you, you know, watching your streams and stuff. You don't you don't flip out. You don't break controllers. You don't lose your head. You enjoy the game and you continue to play it. And you have done all year consistently, which a lot of people take breaks. Like myself, I had to take multiple breaks. I'm not really active on it right now. Um, so people can take a lesson from Paul and, and learn how to just enjoy the game. I mean, seriously, like. If you do drop that game, let's say you don't get to gold one or whatever, whatever rank you're trying to get, like rank four, rank four, rank three. Do you, do you really think the rewards outcome would have been much different between three and four? I mean, honestly, ask yourself, would it be? Because 99% of the time, that's a no. So, and another thing, if you're getting frustrated because you're, you feel like you didn't get anything for your time commitment, then you need to ask yourself a couple of more questions that have nothing to do with video games. But why are you doing it in the first place? Because if you feel like you should be spending time elsewhere, you should probably give it a rest. That's just my opinion. I don't know where you stand with that one. Yeah, I think that's right. I think if you think, fuck, I could have been doing this, that, and the other, and I should have, or not I could, I should have been doing this, that, and the other. Have a break, yeah. go do whatever it is you were going to do. Because um, I take this game really seriously as well. Like. You know, I'm not saying that this is... Yeah, no one likes losing. No, and I take this game really seriously and I play more of it than I probably should, but I do enjoy it. Um, and, you know, I might have a 10-minute little cry on a weekend when something do not go so well and I lose that last game for 14 wins or whatever, but it's gone in a second because I know it's, ir it's irrelevant, really. I'll play again next yeah. week or I'll play again in a couple of days and it's fine. But the, I don't think there's an answer either to the, the toxicity of it. 
um, while it's structured as it is, because it is rewards driven and it is driven to where you're feeling like you're always behind the power curve. And, you know, you're not, let me tell you, you're not behind the power curve, really. Whatever your team is. is proof. I've got a second account. And I might have said this before. I get the same amount of wins on my second account that, you know, as I do on my main account, it makes very little difference um, for me. So, you know, it's... Yeah. (laughs) But we all want the best team, don't we? You know, we all want that next card and that next card. and that. A, a lot of it too is, is triggered upon ourselves. I mean, we do it to each other and that was kind of where I wanted to go next. Where does this activity derive from the most? Is it enabled by EA? Do they promote this type of behavior by saying, you know, complete this objective, doing this, this many times in this many games, and then giving you a platform uh, to do it in such as online friendlies. I think it's good that they went that route because you no longer have to play it in a competitive setting but people still find a way to make it toxic. And people say, oh, the answer is if they quit out at one, one, or if they quit out at zero, zero, just give the person who's on the other end the win. But is that really going to fix it? I mean, to me, that would help, but I don't think that's going to be a a fix all, Matt. Where do you, where do you stand on that issue? Because you see it all the time. People quitting at zero, zero, one, one, you get a pin, it's one, one, rage quit before you could take it. I just think it, it promotes selfish behaviour, doesn't it? Uh, generally, it everyone does. is out for themselves. And of course, the individual isn't responsible for the whole's enjoyment of, of FIFA in general, right? So you're going to do what's good for you. You want If you're doing objectives, you want matches to end fast. You don't want to spend more time in matches than you need to, so you're going to quit out of a lot of games. That's partly enabled by stipulations that EA put into doing objectives and stuff like that. and. Once you fall so far behind in a competitive game, there's there's very little point in you stick around. You can stay around for pride and try and pull it back or try and win the second half, but you're just wasting your own time at that point. Um, so ultimately, it's a self-serving game. It's there for the individual's enjoyment. And people acting as individuals or generally look for any either shortcut or competitive edge that they can get, and that spawns strange toxic selfish behavior for the majority of people then at that point but is it up to an individual to make sure that everyone's gameplay experience is good or just their own you know so that's an etiquette question for the whole gaming community not just fifa i think with that matt as well like you're you're right you you're in this to win games for your ultimate team so you know what what other people do is is down to them and and also, it's fun to wind people up. You know, we do it all the time as human beings, wind people up. So somebody who's, you know, scoring an equaliser and then quitting uh, when you most people are playing golden goal, they probably think it's hilarious in a party with the mates. They probably think it's fun, you know, which it probably is to them, but it, it affects people on the other end, doesn't it? And people play in a toxic way because it gets a reaction. It definitely gets a reaction out of me. I'm straight in those messages. Um, but it, we probably just should think about, oh, or should we? I don't know. We probably should just think about the other person on the other side of the controller who you're playing against. Like it, 
you say that though, but there's no reward for being a good stalwart of the game. You know, no one's winning awards or benefits from EA for behaving in a sportsmanlike manner or, or being a gentleman in messages or whatever. You know, it's purely that individual's choice whether they want to be nice about things to people or do they want to be cunty because it serves their interests better. Yeah, but it, it, for me, one of the prime example is, examples is on a weekend, people gifting wins or knocking it back to the keeper like they're going to gift a win and then blasting it out That's for, for yeah. a corner. Well, that, that, that tells you everything you need to know about that individual in general. If they're, yeah. if they're knocking it back to the keeper and then just booting it out of play without conceding the goal, that person's an out-and-out cunt in real life, not just a cunt in FIFA, I guarantee you. Yeah. And it's the people who let you take a goal and quit are probably nice people in real yeah. life. That, in a nutshell, is a perfect bubble of what FIFA, how that represents the people that play it. Yeah. You're either on one side or not. There's no middle ground on that. You're either a nice person or you're a dickhead. And I guarantee it carries into real life. And, and I, I try and play the game and I try and be nice with, with those sort of things. Do you know what I mean? Like we gift him wins or if I've got two left and I've already got my points in qualification, I won't just quit. I'll go give those other two wins away just because it'll take yeah. me two minutes. It costs What's you five point? seconds longer to yeah. be nice to somebody. Yeah. And you're and I, really doing them a big favour and usually they almost always message you to say thank you. And that's the always. good side of the community. That so many people won't take that extra five seconds to do their brothers a favour on the weekend grind. And those people, unfortunately, are the rotten apples in society, they're the rotten apples in FIFA. And you know, they are making your your weekend more painful. Uh, for zero pleasure for them, because I'm sure they're not getting anything out of it either. So it's just an out-and-out out demonstration of where they're at as a person. And, and you know, we're, we're quite fortunate, and I'm not just bigging up the Discord here, that we have a nice, sometimes polite Discord that get along well. We have very little, if any, toxicity and, you know, people get along. And that's our experience for a lot of the time, you know. But I think... If you're just some sort of kid playing in his room like that, it must grind on you if you're playing this game a lot, that type of stuff. And it must not make you become toxic, but it must be so easy just to fall into that that mindset and that that manner of of playing. Like if I started doing that sort of stuff, I'm sure you two guys would say, Paul, you're a cunt. Why are you doing but that? Be nice. This is mm-hmm. um, the benefit of being part of an organised community with a singular focal interest, is that we kind of set the boundaries for one another, the the expected behaviour, the sort of social contract that we're going to enter into, whereby certain behaviours are uh, either obligated or at least suggested, whereas person who goes to work all day, goes down the pub, has time for one game of FIFA at the end of his day, and, but doesn't talk to anyone about FIFA, doesn't know what those expectations are and just does whatever they want, basically. And if they're a bit cunty or they've had a bad day, they're going to pass that over to you because they don't know what where the boundaries are, unfortunately, what's expected of them as a, a community member. Whereas we know if we do those things, 
and especially if we share it with our community, we'll be rightly chastised for it and put in our place. So that those are the benefits of being part of something like our Discord as you get a, a good a good view of, of how you should behave and treat other people in an ultimate team. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So I saw this episode of uh, Black Mirror a while back. If you're not familiar with that, that's a little show on Netflix, 30-minute episodes of just random things. But there was an episode where they had this social rating for people. So people who interacted with people would give you like a rating. They'd give you like a one, one through five. Five was the best. What if we had that for foot? If somebody was being a fucking dick, you give them a one or a zero and that impacts their, their rating score or whatever. And that could impact who they match up with. And it, you know, it could match them up with people that are way better than them. So they get this fucking shit kicked out of them just to make them kind of suffer for their actions a little bit. What do you think about that one, Paul? I like it. I think like, you know, if you're a, a, a trusted seller on eBay or a, you know, a, a preferred host, <laughs> a, a, an elite host on Airbnb, like you should get some benefits for that. But it would be nice if you could sort of, you know, upvote yeah. and downvote your opponents. If somebody, you know, but we, it, it's do- it is do- thinking about it now, it is dodgy ground because. Oh, people you know, would abuse the fuck out of it. Yeah, people would. Yeah. People would race yeah. for that zero star rating as well. Some people out there right. would race for that. They'd be like, you know, it'd be a but thing in the community. A, if you have a mutual interest, though, let's say if you finished the weekend league with 4.0 or better, you both get an extra red pick. Wouldn't that incentivize people to quit being fucking assholes? Now we're talking. Mm. I think there'd, there'd be people out there that would still do it. It's the game in the court of, on of FIFA, FIFA fair play, isn't it? That's what you, you sort of allude into. So, so people used to get qualifications to major tournaments if they had the most fair play in, in their respective leagues. Um, and this is kind of what we're, we're getting at with this. Um, I think that serves the players very well, what you're suggesting, but I don't think it serves EA in their ability to make profit from the game well because a lot that a lot of these dickheads are the ones who are casually buying FIFA points a lot of the time because it's easier to upgrade your team than it is to really learn how to play the game well. So uh, put the two and two together, and I would say the toxic behaviour is probably backed up by some uh, some spend on the game <laughs> that they would lose well, if they got put well, by on saying dodgy that, servers full of dickheads. <laughs> well, by saying that, though, it's basically... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're saying that EA endorses this behavior because they rely on it for, I guess, generating revenue. Well, they do a good a good job of making players feel like the best way to improve results is to buy packs, not to improve your game. You know, it's far easier to dip into you know 2,800 FIFA points or whatever than watch a, a gameplay video for an hour or a tactics video or actually put some you know, good practice into changing your gameplay. Um, it's much easier to try and just look box your way to a better player that will give you a marginal uh, performance increase in your actual results. But that's how they make their money. So, Yeah, I agree with that. It's fucked up, but it is what it is. Um, well, I don't really have anything else to talk about on this stuff. I mean, we kind of beat it to death here, but I did share a a video with the uh, sponsors earlier this morning and I was going through it and it was basically a compilation of the best hate mail messages 
from last year's FIFA. And I want to read three of them. Actually, Paul, I want you to read three of them. And these were the three that I thought were most entertaining, but also extremely fucked up. There was another one that I didn't put in there because it was too bad. But let's 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 tally. Let's, let's read these off, Paul. These number these, one. These are great. Actually, uh, the first <laughs> one is "fuck you." Your nan gets bullied at bingo. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> How is that an insult? I don't get it. It's funny. It is like, funny. It's kind of like your knee scab one. You know, your nan must be a right twat if she's getting bullied at bingo. You know, doubt. You know, but whose nan's a twat? I don't know a nan who's a twat, really. You know what I mean? Most nans are nice. Uh, the next one, your dad looks like a serial sex offender. <laughs> you know, it, it's basic, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to send a a message just put a little bit more thought into it rather than just calling somebody's dad a nonce hey the guy who did this last one really put some thought into it yeah you fucking you fucking fat 11 stone bitch go for a jog and get off FIFA you whore (laughs) oh man what is an 11 stone bitch well 11 stone isn't very heavy, but he's also suggesting they're fat. So that's uh, quite the conundrum, but it's still funny. That's obvious mm. then that that is a child who sent that message. Who, If he thinks that somebody is 11 stone and the fat, he's probably a 12-year-old child. Because my leg weighs yeah. about 11 stone. Actually, you know what? That was That was something I wanted to talk about earlier and I forgot to bring it up. What do we think the average demographic is for your, let's say your average foot player? What's the age? We, we all know it's mostly males. There's not oh. a ton of females that play. 12 to 18, what do you think the age I reckon they'd be the majority. 12 to 18? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I mean, based on the, the messages that I receive, I would think it was a little bit older than that because I get a lot of the, I guess, well-articulated messages, but- you know, fancy ways of calling you a rat. Um, or in some of them, they'll actually reach out and ask, Hey, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? You know, which to me says that's a little bit of maturity there. So I don't know. I wonder if it's a little bit older than that, like 18 to 22 or something. We're, we're in a niche category though, because we're, we're older players and we're reasonably have, have reasonable ability in terms of we'll get matched up against certain types of people. Whereas maybe the kids, are not in those higher ranks in rivals or weekend league. So you, you constantly coming up against experienced players all the time. Whereas the real bitches are going to be much further down the pipe. I reckon like, remember back in the good old days where you'd play like modern warfare too, and you could play against anybody in any lobby and the amount of grief you would get was hilarious. But now it's skill-based matchmaking. You're probably more likely to come up against people who play the game as much as you do and take it as seriously as you do. So perhaps the abuse isn't quite so much. Don't know. I don't play Call of Duty much these days, but it's just a theory. Yeah. If you're listening and you're uh, we'd like to get some feedback from, from all ranks. If you're whatever, whatever rank you're in, send us a DM or get in touch in the discord. Let us know what your average division is and I guess how much hate mail you receive and the degree of which this hate mail comes in and how bad it is. I'm just curious to see see the date on this. I don't get very much playing where I play like division one elite area, but I imagine five, six, four 
it probably gets a little hairy. I don't know. Um, Paul, what's it like in Division Eight? Well, um, quite difficult at times, but um, we get a win or two now and again. Um, we we're close to Division Seven at the moment. We're like mm. five checkpoints away. Uh, it's hard to be to good at the there. game when you're trading all the time. You can only be good at one or the other, right? Well, some people say that. You know, I'm different gravy. <laughs> I got nine. I got Obviously nine wins this weekend. I didn't get nine. I didn't get nine wins this weekend. Eleven. But um, what what really makes me laugh is when people message you who've just beat you. It, you know they've scraped a one nil or they've just won on penalties, and they're telling you you're absolutely shit. Oh yeah. And people talk to you like they're the next Tex, you know, the or the mm-hmm. next Stokesy or whatever. You're like. All right, mate, just calm yeah. down. Enjoy your 11 wins and just take a breath. I have the um, same reply and I've been using it since like 2012. I always reply, good game, God bless. Nine times out of 10, you get an apology. And then you laugh at him and you call him a fucking idiot. You will do in America. Nobody gives a shit about God in England. But in America, that, that's a very Bible Belt thing to do under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. But I live in the Bible Belt, so there you go. There you go. You, you got to play know. against them, man. You got to use it. And often when you reply in a nice manner, um, people have got out of that rage. You know, they might play another game or two or have a break. They'll come back and and, uh, and, and be absolutely fine. And I understand that. I understand when people message me if they're angry because they've just lost. That's fair dues. Um, if you're still carrying it on two days later, have a word with yourself. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's the ones who tell you that you're a loser and you're spending too much time on the game when they took at least five to ten minutes to type out a long-ass fucking paragraph to send to you. Yeah. And I I already know that. Do you know what I mean? I don't need some jumped-up 15-year-old to tell me that I spent too much time on the game and I'm a loser. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. You know, the one thing we haven't talked about, which is what brought us to the table initially, was how gameplay style sort of affect toxicity and, and whatnot. Yeah. Which is how Let's this all it. started. Take it away, man. Well, you wanted to talk about it. You had something to say about the way that I uh, align myself on the, uh, on the spectrum of grinding out wins. And I have thought about this since you spoke about it, man. And I thought this, I don't think there is a toxic way to play the game. You play the game. There's no rules. Well, there is rules. The referee decides. But you play the game how you want to play the game. If you're playing really slowly and patient, you're grinding out the win. That is then on me not to get frustrated and start diving in. And it's my job to impose my game and not let you play yours. Yeah. Um, if I can't do that, that's on me. And I get the the old thing about pressing; it's difficult, and blah blah blah. Um, and people can knock the ball around the back, but I can't knock the ball around the back. People swoop in and score and do whatever. If I try and knock the ball around the back for too long, so there is skill in that. And 
only in the last few weeks since we've been talking about this have I come to sort of realise that a little bit. Like, people play how you play. If you don't want somebody to play that game, that way, it's on to you to try and figure a way out to do that. Have a custom tactic set up so that you you can try and deal with that sort of player and just score yeah. more goals than them. You, you're 100% right. I think where this kind of breaks down, though, is that a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And if, without putting words in Hunter's mouth, but what I'm going to say is that the gameplay that you're describing and how I would occasionally deploy myself in the game, particularly if I know I'm not outright the best player, but I can certainly be more patient than someone and be more tactical than somebody, but that makes for a negative gameplay experience then for the other person or in general. And is that fun just to to play in a boring manner just to secure a win? And that's where this sort of conversation, why this episode actually originally came up because this is what we originally wanted to talk about and we've gone into to other areas of why the game's performing badly in terms of uh, how it treats people and how people feel about it, particularly later on in the game. But until you probably want to come in and, and say something about sort of playing in a more pure and free-flowing, fun manner, perhaps. Yeah, well, I just think that there's just different types of people, like Paul was saying. It's You have people that play for wins and you have people that play for fun. The issue is, is there's really no dividing line in the game for that. I mean, yes, you have friendlies, but it's mostly objective driven. So you're not getting just a true 11 v 11 onslaught of, I just want to beat you. It's, I'm trying to get through balls or I'm trying to get headers. So you go play rivals, which it's all about the win. And then you go play champs. Well, it's all about the win. I, I feel like that drives a lot of the toxicity because somebody just wants, wants to get on. They don't give a fuck about rewards. Like personally, I don't care about red picks. They're going to be dog shit anyway. I'm just trying to see if I can beat my score from last weekend, but I'm going to come at you. I'm going to attack you. I'm not going to sit back. I'm not going to, you know, put my depth on two and be super conservative. I'm going to be aggressive because it's a fucking video game. Like that's just me. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to try to score fucking 20 goals a game. There's probably a lot of other people out there that are like that, especially in North America, because everybody plays so direct. Um, I feel like that's where a lot of the clash happens. Paul, I don't know if you want to jump in on that one, but do you, do you guys experience the same thing over there or is this just the North American thing or? I, I get your point, but I disagree in some respect. You can play to win and have fun. Yeah, like if I'm playing, can. if I'm playing against somebody who's playing really negative and I can't do out with it. <sighs> I'm not bothered. I might lose that game. I might win that game on to the next one. Um, And I don't really give it much more thought than that, to be honest, because if I can't beat that person, and it is about fun and scoring goals and everybody wants to score loads of goals, but in the grand scheme of things, it's one game. Um, I don't think on a weekend, I don't play that many people who will play like that. Do you know what I mean? I've come across a few guys I've played like that and I'll message afterwards and I, you know, I'll say, oh, that was boring. And they'll go, yeah, I just needed one win for 14 or whatever. And I'm like, fair dues. Do, you know, if you need to get, if you, that's what you needed for those 14 wins, that's fine. Um, but we all play the game differently. 
We all play the game for different reasons. We all have different styles. Um, and we're going to come up against this stuff, uh, the, the toxicity side of it. We, we just need to like, have be, be, be fun. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it is a mindset thing. Like if you're getting really angry by that person playing like that, try not to, um, that's different from purposefully trying to sort of wind somebody up for the sake of winding them up. I get playing patient, trying to get somebody to dive in and try to draw somebody out. That's different from just trying to wind somebody up just for the sake of winding them up. Um, you know, and when I come against them people now, I'm like, right, let's try beat this person. That's the best way to combat it. Beat them. Yeah. Beat them bad. Yeah. But I think where this all kind of stemmed was, I think I made a comment to, and I think me and Matt's had a little chat about it. And that's when he said we should record this. And I actually forgot about that conversation until you brought it up. But I think it was something along the lines of football or soccer, as Americans call it, is one of the only sports where taking the negative approach yields success more time than not. And I think it's true. I think it's true of, of football or soccer. And it's the only sport that I've ever seen where you can be extremely inferior to your opponent, yet park 11 bodies in the box, defend for your life, and send a through ball into a, a fast striker up top and get a 1v1 with the keeper. And to me, that's what FIFA is right now. At this stage, and I haven't played since the patch, but that's where it has been. And to me, that is just so fucking annoying and boring because you're, you're dominating the game, you're dictating the play, yet you're a victim of the circumstance because one RNG pass goes a wayward or one, you, you try to, lo and behold, you try to take a shot and try to score a goal and you're fucking penalized by it because they're just going to ping that long ball and they're going to fucking score. And somebody can have fucking 29% possession in a game and have more shots than you. It's fucking, it's, it's ridiculous and it shouldn't be a thing, but unfortunately it is in both FIFA and real life. So it is what it is. But I think that's, a, that's what turns off a lot of Americans to the yeah. sport. I was going to say it's, it's totally a reflection of, it's totally a reflection of football in general though. Um, Leicester City won the Premier League invoking tactics exactly like you just described. And yep. I, I don't know if there's a different expectation from Americans as to how sports should be played. But in the discussion we had offline, we spoke about how relegation is a thing in America, so they can just play the right way and not worry about the result. You know, essentially they just want to be entertaining, so people keep coming back and watching games, buying merch, that kind of thing, creating a good product to put on TV. But over here, there's so much more on the line because of relegation, the money involved, the time it takes to get back into the Premier League if you go down, uh, and the difficulty of it means that people have to get results where they're not capable of doing so purely with skill. Uh, and if EA are going to make a game that's an accurate representation of the sport that they're trying to recreate, you have to put tactics like that in yeah. in order to accurately reflect it. And the vast majority of players are not top bracket, so they have to have alternative ways 
to find wins. And I've been saying this for years, even with the kind of negative tactics and everything that we're talking about here, the, the easiest way for people to get on top of you know, these high skill rate players would be to have enormous strikers up front who get their heads on the end of crosses. But the game is never catered for that kind of gameplay because that would just break what they're trying to, to sell to people, which is a game, a game of pace and five-star skillers. Essentially, basketball is what they're, they're trying to flog you as the, the correct way to play. And they're not allowing some of the goals that commonly occur in real life to even happen in their game. It's certainly not in high volume anyway. And also the thing that we have to keep in mind is that if you were to say, look at the goal record of a top striker, say Cristiano Ronaldo, as an example, and you expect to be able to score loads of goals in every game with him because he scores as many goals per season as he gets appearances. So let's say 40 and 40 or something to that effect. But you're not going to do that all the time in Ultimate Team because... Unlike in real life, you're playing against the top defenders in every game, whereas for three quarters of the matches they play in real life, they're playing against far, far worse ones. So the expectations are already totally different. Why isn't this Ronaldo as good as the one in real life? Why can't I dominate people like he dominates people in real life? Because if he was playing against Sergio Ramos and Virgil van Dijk every week, he'd score 10 goals a season, not 40. And this is where expectations differ from the game to real life, unfortunately. Uh, and you have to find alternative ways to score and to win. Yeah, I think it's a cultural difference. Like you said, it's, you asked about like the American expectation, but you talk about American football, right? Let's say it's one team versus the other. Team A doesn't even compare to Team B. Team B is massively overpowered. They're so much faster and bigger and stronger than the other team there's no tactic that you can employ in that sport to try and make this game close. If you're outmatched, you're going to get the shit beat out of you and you're going to take that ass whooping because you don't deserve to win because you're not as good as the other team. My point was saying that was soccer or football is the only sport to where that kind of, that, that skill gap, if you will, is bridged by a tactic. And to me, that makes the sport boring to watch. In some aspects, like watching uh, Simeone at Atletico Madrid, yeah, I cannot mm-hmm. stand watching him those games because all they do is fucking defend, 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 and it's just pass, 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 pass. Yeah. More and often it's than so not, fucking boring. The higher the stakes of the game, the worse it is from an entertainment spectacle. I I watched. And it shouldn't be that way. So much Champions League football this year, and the deeper it got, the worse the spectacle was. Particularly when it got to like semi-finals and final because every goal was so catastrophic for the other team that they just, they try, they're not trying to win, they're just trying not to lose. It's very different. And I'm not saying you should necessarily play that way in Ultimate Team, because that sounds like a ridiculous waste of your time, but it's not incumbent upon me as a player to play the game in a way that ensures enjoyment for the other person. I'm there to get my enjoyment out of it, which is partially playing the game, and the other half is partially winning the game. I get enjoyment from wins as much as I do with the participation. So I want to win as many as I can. There's just some fixtures where I am so thoroughly outmatched that I have to resort to tactics that some people would disapprove of, which is keeping hold of the ball longer, passing it around the back until they move players out of position, which then allows me to go forward and have more space. 
you know, I'm not leaving my half of the ball until they send at least a couple of people to close me down. Otherwise, I've got to try and take out 10 defenders. What's the fucking point of that? And, and, and you know, that brings us full circle back to this patch. It looks like they're going to make it easier to score goals. They've nerfed defenders. Give us new options to score. Um, it might make it more fun, you know. Mm. And um, I do wonder if there's a a call out to the people who are getting this game late in the cycle because it's been given away now on PSN and on Xbox Game Pass through EA's membership thing, whatever it's called now. So there's a lot of new blood coming into the game. They're going to make it more fun for those new people. So hopefully they're like, oh, this was really good. I'll buy FIFA 23. I think the timing of it is very suspect. And I think we're all kind of alluding to that without saying it right at the beginning. Yeah. But come on, and you don't sit on stuff like this that you knew would make the game better months absolutely. ago. This has uh, nothing it, to do with FIFA 22 whatsoever. Yeah, you've made it hard on a grind for everyone else, but now you're going to sell sell the sexy version of the game to people who may not have bought it otherwise. And that, that's, that's exactly what they're doing. And anything they say to the contrary is, is a lie. I've said it a million times though. This that's, that's the whole model of EA and FIFA. It's like, they don't want you to experience the game at its peak performance. They don't want you to get it at its pinnacle because then you'll stop playing it. They want you to constantly grind for it. So you'll never truly really get a full experience of FIFA unless you're playing like the beta with all the best players because then you're getting all the best players at full speed and you get to enjoy it the way you want but when the game comes out you will grind and you will grind until the end and then you'll start over well months after you'll own nothing and you'll like it mm-hmm. and, and it, it's this time of year where you know EA start coming out and talking about and improving the stuff that people have been complaining about all year. You know, they'll start talking about Fever 23 and they'll start talking about the stuff that they're going to improve that we've not liked about the game all year. And that's marketing, isn't it? You know, that's how they get people to buy the game again next year. But um, if this makes the game better, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I saw Foot Dunk release some, uh, some notes about, you know, the next game coming out. And one of their biggest, I guess, bullet points in that thing that he released was that they're no longer using track suits for high promotion. They're using actual stadium cameras with real footballers and real football matches. Like, why the fuck didn't you do that in the first place? Did you use fake footballers? I mean, what are we saying? It just, to me, this has all the makings of a fucking reskin and some buzzwords. I hope I'm wrong, but... I feel like we've seen this show too many times. Well, they've got to hold something back for for the rebrand the year after, right? That's got to be the biggest, sexiest version of the game ever. So you can't blow your load on FIFA 23, unfortunately, and then leave a good impression of that brand to the next person who comes in and takes it on. So I don't have massive expectations for FIFA 23. Hopefully it's a good send-off, but I fully expect EA Sports FC, whatever it's fucking called, the year after to be something big and different otherwise they've got problems because they've got to work hard to get people back on brand and and mm. I've like I've said before I've quite enjoyed this game if you know if it's similar but better I'll be happy 
I've enjoyed it, I, but I can also poke holes in it until oh, the cows I, come home. I, I can poke holes in it all day long, you know. But um, I think when it comes to FIFA's, it's been an enjoyable one. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's certainly been one of the better ones I've played in the last five or six years. Um, there's still just some some very clear room for improvement, some quality of life things that they can do for us, which hopefully they will do. Um, but again, whether the true problems with the game are by their design or if it's behaviour of the people who play the game or a combination of the two remains to be seen. But that's why we're, we're having this discussion now. And it needs the game needs to be the same for us all. I know certain people in certain areas, Hunter maybe, uh, my mate George, often play a completely different game to the one that I play. My gameplay, and this is maybe why I, maybe why I enjoy it as much as I do, is pretty consistent. I've had little spells yeah. this year where it's been bad, but mostly my gameplay is good, where that's not the case for everybody. Some people get mostly bad gameplay, and... You know, I probably wouldn't play the game if that were the case for me. You're exactly right. And I've said it a hundred times, but I don't know what it is about this game in this year, but this has been the worst FIFA experience I've ever had in all my years of playing. And I usually never put the game down. I usually play it for 11 months and then I'll take a couple of weeks going into the new one. But I haven't been playing this one at all. And it's like you said, the inconsistency. You never know what you're going to get. You get online one day, you can move. The next day, everybody feels like they're center backs with 35 pace. So to me, that's something they got to fix. But I feel like I've been saying that for years. A lot of people have been saying the same thing. Consistency in in the net code, online gameplay. Um, It has to get better um, or else people are just going to start walking away, I feel like. Maybe not, but I definitely chose to this year. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that was a good chat we had. I feel like kind of, I don't know if we solved anything, but it felt good to talk about and maybe give people some insight on some of their behaviors they might be doing to uh, kind of curve their appetite for toxicity and instead a little bit of happiness instead. Uh, it was a good idea to have this chat. So thanks for the idea, Mets. Uh, where can the people interact with you and follow you? At Lambo Matt on Twitter, or I'll be hanging around in Discord if you want to say hello there. Be Paul. Right foot on Twitter. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T and also in the Discord right fucking foot sounds good and you can follow me on Twitter at the foot hunter you can follow the show at footballers pod and I'm not sure what the next one's going to be we're kind of just doing these as we go as we see fit maybe for footies um, we give you guys a content pod we haven't given you one of those in a while so we'll watch the content we'll watch the game and uh, we'll play this new patch and come back and report and see how it is Appreciate you guys and appreciate your listeners and we'll get back to you next time. Bye-bye, you cunts. Sports Social Podcast Network.